Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Oh, let us pray, brothers and sisters. Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus, we glorify you this morning. We exalt your holy name, O oh Lord. We thank you, Father, for your divine protection in our lives. We thank you, God, that we are still alive to proclaim your gospel, O oh God, this day. We thank you, O oh Jesus, O oh God, for blessing us with another beautiful day. We thank you for the gift of life, for the gift of salvation, for the gift of eternal life. We thank you, Father, for affording us this time to share your word with your people, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, for those people, O oh Lord, who are eager and willing to listen to your word, O oh Jesus. Father, may your word grow in our hearts, O oh God, so that we will come to the full knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray this morning. We pray and glorify you this morning in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, O oh God. We thank you, Father. Amen. Well, let me greet you, brothers and sisters, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Before we get into our word for today, let us just play a bit of a song. Let us play a song from a South African artist known as Lengiwe, saying, I am rich, O Lord, when you are in me. That is the name saying that I am rich, O oh Lord, when you are in me, I am rich. I might be poor uh, materially, but I am rich spiritually because, O oh Lord, you are in me. Thank you, Jesus. I am rich when you are in me.
God. Thank you, Father. What a song. What a song. But let us go back to the business of the day. The business of the day is the word of God. I am a latter-day preacher. This is your favorite podcast, Deep Utterances of the Word of God, where we go deep in the Word of God. Let me take this time and this opportunity to greet each and every one of you. I know that Europe is here, Africa is here, Asia is here, America is here. I thank you guys. I love you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Jesus. So today we are talking about the power of a testimony. The power of a testimony. That is what we are all about today. The importance of sharing a testimony. The reason why it is important for you as a believer to share to share um, your testimony with other believers, with, with especially with unbelievers. So people need to know what God has done in your life and the power of God in your life. Thank you, Jesus. So we are going to be, because basically a testimony is a thing that shows that something else exists or it is true. So when we testify as Christian, we testify of what we have, of what we have seen, experienced, experienced or heard, isn't it? That is why that is why it is important for us to testify. But we must not forget that the biggest testimony of all time in a life of um, a believer, any believer, is that day when you accepted Jesus Christ, when you surrendered all and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. There is no greater testimony. That, 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 that is bigger than that. No greatest ever testimony that is better than that day when you are, were delivered from darkness into the light. That is a greatest testimony. So today we are talking the power. We are talking about the power of a testimony. We are talking about the power of a testimony. We have few examples, but basically we're going to be focusing on the testimony of Brother Paul. We're going to be focusing on the testimony of Jesus Christ, right? So we, we, we've seen uh, what, what our Lord Jesus Christ has done. We, we, we know what he's been through, praise God, because he came, he left the Holy of Holies. He left heaven, praise God. And we know that it was the will of the Father for Jesus to come and die for our sins. Remember that we were helpless in sin. Remember that we did not deserve to be forgiven. But the God that we serve is not the God that the Old Testament um, paints, praise God. But even about the Old Testament, I always say that, as the Bible says that, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So if, if, if the Old Testament would say God killed so and so, God did this, it is because of their sin. It is their sin that killed them. So when you sin, because even today, those who will die not knowing Jesus Christ, eventually they will get what they deserve. And what they deserve is hell. The Bible is very clear on that. Praise mighty Jesus. Because God will have the final say. Praise God. The God will have the final say. So we cannot run away from those facts. But 
God ultimately is a loving God, is a merciful God, is a compassionate God, right? And he has shown this and he has demonstrated this by, by, by giving us and by allowing his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to come down on this earth, praise God, to wear a human body, praise God, to go through human processes, praise God, because Jesus Christ was in a stomach, praise God. He was once a, an infant when he was in this earth. He did everything that infants do. Praise God. Hallelujah. He was a nephew. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. He had to troll. He had to learn how to walk. Praise God. He had to eat milk. Praise God. He had to go through these, these, these stages. Praise God. But eventually, when he took upon himself, he... he, he eventually he went into his ministry to do what the will of the father to to do what the father instructed him to do that is to die but before dying for us he went through humiliation he went through persecution praise god he went through a pain praise god he went through pain and humiliation him as a son of god for what for us so the testimony of jesus christ we have seen Jesus Christ being persecuted. We have seen him being humiliated. We have seen him being named on that rugged cross. We have seen Jesus Christ dying, but we have seen him overcoming death, conquering death, and being resurrected on the third day. Praise mighty Jesus. Because the flesh eventually must be nailed on the cross. Praise God. Because the person that is the real person in any human being, as Jesus Christ has demonstrated on the cross, it is the spiritual being. That is the same spiritual being that will be resurrected with Jesus. That is the same, that is the same spiritual being that will, will be resurrected when Jesus comes. Because we will have to die from this body so that we can wear the heavenly body. The heavenly body is not like this body because this body, as the Bible says, it must go back to the dust, dust of the earth, praise God, so that we can wear the heavenly body, so that we can wear the everlasting body, the body that will not um, die, praise God, but will live eternally, right? So we have seen the testimony of Jesus Christ. We have seen Jesus Christ struggle. We have seen the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have seen. So we can testify on the things that Jesus has done for us. That is a testimony on it itself. But personally also, we have testimonies of what Jesus Christ has done in our lives. And of what Jesus Christ has done in our lives. I have a testimony personally. You have a testimony personal of your encounter with Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul had his own encounter with Jesus Christ. Let me just um, uh, uh, relay um, and share a bit of a testimony. I'm not going to be long, praise God, because we all have to share testimonies. Before I came to Jesus Christ, um, look, let me just take you back to where I come from so that you understand here in South Africa, where I come from. My mother was a, a Sangoma. 
this is, if you know a Sangoma, uh, you know, so the old apartheid regime, you know, uh, white people, they used to call it, they used to call Sangomas in those days witch doctors, which basically are, praise God, you know, tra or traditionally healers. So my mother was one of the, of the people. She was a Sangoma. So I grew up in a situation, even though, because before she became a Sangoma, she was a Christian. She was a prayerful woman. Even as a Sangoma, she was praying. But what is more important is that she was worshipping, she was worshipping ancestral spirits, which is against God which is against God, the living God, the ancient of days. So I grew up in a home where the slaughtering of goats, slaughtering of cows, you know, was something that we do, you know, um, the traditional dances, you know, the traditional gatherings, and um, um, my goodness, the worshiping of this. No, you, I cannot go into detail about these things because these are the things that happen in when I was growing up. So the last time I have been to church as a child was when I was between eight and nine. That was the last time that I've been to church until I grew up, until I went back to church as an adult on my own, praise God, on my own, praise God. So in other words, the way I see it, I was always meant to go back to church. I was always meant to serve God because I did not even know that I had a calling. I had lived my life. I used to drink. I used to smoke weed. I used to I used to mug people. I used to scam people. I used to do all sorts of things. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because those are the things that this world will teach you when you are away from God, when you have turned your back from God, and when you are worshipping Satan. Because if you don't know Christ, then that means that you are still in darkness. By being in darkness, that means that you are still in sin. So when you are in sin, you are just like your father. And your father in this instance, it is the devil. Right? So I was deep in sin, doing all sorts of things that are wicked. Praise God. Um, uh, Dating a lot, a lot of girls, you know. The spirit of lust, fornication was there. I did all sorts of things. And when I was in my 30s, you know, I guess that's when, um, to me, it all, I guess slowly by slow, but slowly but surely, you know, I isolated myself from friends in my early 30s. I isolated myself from friends, you know, I, I was no longer like drinking like um, every weekend. I would drink like two times, three times a year. Like I'm talking about alcohol now. I lost my belief in everything. I guess God was preparing me to come back to him, you know. But what really made me to come back to God is when I, I, I even lost the job I had. So for more than two years, I had no job, I had nothing. I would go to places where say they say they employ, 
but I will not get employment. People who come after me will be employed. So I did everything. Okay, I used the traditional stuff. I used Muti. I used everything you can think of. Praise God. But still, I was unemployed. Still, I was close to depression that year. I remember I used to always be inside their house. I did not want to meet people. I did not want to go out. I did not pray because, I, I mean, the only person that, um, that, uh, that used to pray for us was my mother. Even as a Sangoma, she would wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and pray. Pray for almost an hour. Pray for the whole family. Even <laughs> I still think about that and I still smile because I know what those prayers did. Today I am the man that I am because of those prayers. All right? I don't take those prayers slightly. I don't take those prayers for granted. Praise God. Because today I was supposed to be in jail, maybe serving a long time, a, a long sentence in jail. Today I was supposed to drive a dead day, dying in my sins. But it is because of God's mercy. It is because of my mother's prayers that today I am sitting here today proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not in jail, not dead. Praise God. Because I grew up in a very harsh neighborhood. I grew up in a very harsh situation, praise God. But today, I praise God that, that I am here. You have no idea, if I can go into details, the, the kind of life that I was living, you will be, but I don't need to go into details, praise mighty Jesus, because that person died the day that I accepted Jesus Christ. That person died, a new person was born, praise God. So that is my testimony. That is a test. All of us have our testimonies. All of us have our testimonies. Let us read verse um, Mark 5. Thank you, Jesus. Um, verse uh, 18. Mark 5. The Bible says, As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. So verse 19. But Jesus said, No, go to your family. And tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful, how merciful he has been. So verse 20 says, So the man started off to visit the ten towns of, the, of that region and began to proclaim the great things that Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he had told them, of what he told them. They were amazed. Why? Because the man, when he was healed by Jesus Christ, when he was healed or when he, while, when, when he was delivered from, from the demonic that were possessing him, from the demons that were possessing him, he got so excited. He got so excited that he wanted to leave everything behind and go with Jesus. Praise God. But Jesus said, you know, it will be better for you if you go home. Praise God. And testify of what I have done. Testify of what I have done. Because I promise you today, when you meet Jesus, when you have that sort of an encounter with Jesus, your life will never be the same. And you will never shut up because you want to, 
to, to, to, to share it with people, your joy. You want to share your testimony with people. And remember, let me tell you about the power of a testimony. You see, you can testify to a person who does not know Jesus yet, who does not know Jesus Christ yet. But I'm telling you, a lot of people, because of our testimonies, have been, my goodness, have been, have been, have been transformed. You know, a testimony is so powerful that it will turn a sinner into, into a saint. People go to church because of testimonies that we tell them of what the Lord, of what the Lord has done. People go to, 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 to churches and they, and they begin to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and Lord because of what they see. Sometimes not even talking to you, but they know you. They know who you used to be. They know the things you used to do. But when they look at you now, the new born, the, the born again person, the, the person that now is born again, when they look at you now, they, without you even saying a thing, people are touched because they can see the power of God upon you. And when they see that, they say, if God can do that for him, he can do that for me too. If God has managed, my goodness, to deliver him from drug addiction, I'm sure God can deliver me from alcohol addiction, can deliver me from lust, can deliver me from every kind of, of, of wickedness that you are doing right now. Praise my teachers. So the power of a testimony is very important and for us to testify. You see, this man has just been delivered from from. from from demonic possession. Now he is so excited. And now Jesus is telling him, go, 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 go. It's okay. Go testify. Tell people what Jesus has done for you. Tell people what. So a testimony is not something that has to be kept between you and God. But a testimony is something that has to be shared. If God has done something for you, go share it. Even if it is a job, you did not have a job. But the day that a man of God laid his hand on you, you received a job. Share it with people. Give hope to those, praise God, who are unemployed. Give, those to, give hope to those who are hopeless, who are in, in the situation that you used to be in. Praise God. So your testimony will encourage them. Your testimony will bring hope for them. Your testimony will make some of them who, who did not know Jesus Christ to go to church and seek God for themselves. Hallelujah. My goodness. I want us to go to... Thank you, Jesus. I want us to go to John. John, but um, uh, um, it is a, it is a, you, you do know the story. You do know the story. You do know the story of the, of the, um, uh, of the summer, of the Samarite woman. You know the Samaritan woman that Jesus met at the well. You know the Samarite, that Jesus asked water from that woman. You know her. Praise mighty Jesus. Praise mighty Jesus. So in verse 16, um, let us just read from verse 15. And the woman here in verse 15 says, Please say, the woman said, Give me the water, then I'll never be thirsty again. Okay, okay, okay. Verse 12, And besides, do you think that you are greater than our ancestor, Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water? than he and his sons and his animals. So Jesus replied in verse 13, 
anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty. So verse 14 says, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Praise God. Now Jesus is, is, is ministering to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman in the well, at the well. He's ministering to this woman. Praise God. But I want us to go somewhere. So verse 15 says, blessed. So Jesus Christ is telling the woman about the water, a water that never dries, a water that gives eternal life. Praise God. So the woman says in verse 15, please say, the woman said, give me this water. Then I will never be thirsty again and I will never have to come here to get water. Verse 16 says, go and get your husband. Jesus told her. But verse 17, I don't have a husband. The woman replied, replied, so I don't have a husband. The woman replied, Jesus said, you are right. You don't have a husband. Verse 18 says, for you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Praise God. Verse 19 says, say, the woman said, you must be a prophet. Verse 20 says, so tell me, why is that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship? While we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gezerim where our ancestors worshipped. So verse 21, Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will be no longer, it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on the mountain or in Jerusalem. Verse 22 says, You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvations come through Jews. Praise mighty Jesus. Praise mighty Jesus. So the Bible says in verse um, 23, But the time is coming indeed, it's here now, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. Praise God. Praise God. For the spirit, for, for, for God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So the woman said in verse 25, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything. So verse 26, then Jesus replied, I am the Messiah. The woman did not know that he was talking to the Messiah himself at the well. Verse 27 says, just then the, his disciples came back. They, they were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? So verse 28, the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, telling everyone. 29, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people, the, so the people came streaming from the village to see him. My goodness, do you see what happens when you meet Jesus? Do you see what happens when you encounter Jesus? You, as I said before, you, you, you cannot shut up. You know, something in you says that, tell others. Something in you will say that, tell, share your testimony, what happened when you met him. 
what happened when you encountered Jesus, what happened when you encountered the Holy Ghost, what happened when you encountered Him, the author and finisher of our faith. You cannot shut up. You cannot shut up, but you have to share. You have to share. That is why a testimony is so powerful. Because this woman, Jesus ministers to this woman. He tells them, he tells them a lot of things, including about her husband. Five husbands that he had, she had. Praise God. And the woman is amazed. No one has ever said this to her. No one knew her this word. Praise God. This woman was amazed. And this woman knew that the person that he was talking about is Jesus. That's why he even left the jar of water that she was supposed to take back to the village. But he left it out of excitement, out of joy. This is what happens when you meet Jesus. You are become so emotional. You become so you become so 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 happy. The joy in your heart is amazing. The joy in your heart is overwhelming. So the woman went back to tell others that he, that she has met Jesus, that she has met the Messiah. And people, when you tell them your testimony of how you met Jesus, of how you encountered him, they will have no choice but to go and seek Jesus for themselves. That is what exactly what happens to the testimony of the woman at the well, to the testimony of the Samaritan woman, because that is exactly what happens when you meet Jesus. Hallelujah. It's powerful. It is powerful indeed. Testimony of Jesus Christ. Testimony when you meet Jesus. Because your life can never ever remain the same. Let us go to a song quickly and then come back and go back to the testimony and go to the testimony of Apostle Paul. It is another powerful testimony in the Bible. Thank uh-huh. you. 
back let us go quickly to the book of Acts to the book of Acts chapter 22 Acts of the Apostles let us read the testimony of Paul in front standing in front of the authorities there Paul in the book of Acts we're going to read from verse 1 so we're going to be um, reading quickly praise God praise God Brothers and esteemed fathers, Paul said, listen to me as I offer my defense. Verse 2, when they heard him speaking in their own language, the silence was even greater. Verse 3, then Paul said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city in Sicilia, and I was brought up and educated here in Jerusalem under, Gama under Gamaliel, as his student, I was carefully trained in our Jews' laws and customs. I became very zealous to honor God in everything I did, just like all of you today. Verse 4, And I persecuted the followers of the way, hounding some to death, arresting both men and women, and throwing them in prison. Verse 5, the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify that this is so. For I received letters from them to our Jewish brothers in Damascus, authorizing me to bring the followers of the way from, the, from there to Jerusalem in chains to be punished. Verse 6, as I was on the road approaching Damascus about noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone down around me. So verse 7 says, I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? 
So verse 8 says, Who are you, Lord? I asked and the voice replied, I am Jesus, the Nazarene, the one you are persecuting. Verse 9 says, The people with me saw the light but didn't understand the voice speaking to me. Verse 10, I asked, What should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, Get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told everything that you are to do. You see, Paul is narrating a story of how he became a born-again Christian, of how he became an apostle. So Paul clearly, as Saul before, he was the persecutor of church. He is of a Jew, Jewish descent, as he is narrating here. And he is very educated in the law of Moses. He was a student of Gamaliel, as he again narrates in the story. Praise God. So obviously he was very zealous about the law. Hence he was um, um, the one whom they sent when they wanted, when they tracked down and, 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 and persecuted the people of the way. So the people of the way were believers in Christ. The, all the disciples, all those who believed in the gospel of Jesus Christ, they were chased they, and they ran, they were scattered all over and Paul would track them down, women and men, and will bring them to jail. When they get there, some of them will be sentenced to death. Praise mighty Jesus. So Paul was an, in other words, Paul was an enemy of the cross. So Paul was an enemy of Jesus Christ. But he did not know that one day he will encounter the king of kings, the prince of princes. He did not know that today, someday he will encounter the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus himself. So while he was on his way, to Damascus, praise mighty Jesus, he said he saw a light, and that light, praise God, so he fell to the ground, and a voice came, praise God, that was the voice of Jesus, the one that Paul was persecuting. So Paul is narrating this story, trying to, 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 to tell them how he became who he is. In other words, ministering in front of people, trying to tell them about the power of Jesus and the testimony, narrating a testimony of Jesus Christ, of his encounter. Hallelujah. Let us continue reading. So, verse 10 says, I asked, what should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told everything you are to do. I was blinded by the intense light and had to be led by the hand to Damascus by my companions. A man named Ananias lived there. He was a godly man, deeply devoted to the law and well regarded by all the Jews of Damascus. Verse 13, he came and stood beside me and said, Brother, Saul, regain your sight. And that very moment, I could see him. Praise mighty Jesus. Praise mighty Jesus. So verse 13 says, he came and stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. And that very moment, I could see him. Then he told me, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak. Hallelujah. 
So verse 15 says, For you are to be his witness, telling everyone what you have seen and what you heard, and what you have seen and heard. I said a testimony is what you have seen, what you have heard. Isn't it? What you have seen. Now, Paul, surely he will narrate about this. He will tell others about his testimony, about the encounter that he had with Jesus Christ. Because before, he looked at himself as a person that was not worthy to even be an apostle. He looked at himself, he even called in, in one of the scriptures, he calls himself a, a, a chief sinner. He calls himself the chief sinner, someone who, who is not even worthy to be called an apostle because he realized who he was before. But he also acknowledged who he, who, who he is now that is in Christ because God will never judge you but by who you were, by who you were, but God judges you by who you are now that you are in Christ. That is, that is why our way must be holy when we are in Him. When the old person has passed away, the old things have passed away, your old nature, your old conduct has passed away, is dead, you are dead from it. The, the new person now that is in Christ is the new person, is a new creature, is a person that now, but that lives according to the will of God. So the old person is gone with his conduct, with his evil desires, with his wickedness. Hallelujah. Paul was the biggest persecutor and was the biggest enemy of the cross. And he persecuted many Christians. Hallelujah. And many people died even because of Paul. Even when Stephen died. If you remember Stephen. Even when Stephen died, praise God. Even when Stephen died, praise God. A disciple of Jesus Christ, Paul was there. He was a witness to his death. Hallelujah. As a persecutor of the church. Hallelujah. Praise mighty Jesus. So he says here, what are you waiting for? Get up and baptize. Okay. Praise mighty Jesus. Verse 14 says, then he told me, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak. Verse 15, for you are to be a witness telling everyone what you have seen and what you heard. Verse 16 says, what, what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. Have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 17 says, After I returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple and fell into a trance. Verse 18 says, I saw a vision of Jesus saying to me, Hurry, leave Jerusalem, for the people here won't accept your testimony about me. Won't accept your testimony about me. So verse 9 says, But Lord, I argued. They certainly know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. So verse 20 says, I was in complete agreement when your witness Stephen was killed. I stood by and kept the coats they took off. They took, they took off when they stoned him. Verse 21. But the Lord said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. So he was by that time chosen to be an apostle of the Gentiles to preach the good news to the Gentiles because his own kind will not accept his testimony of Jesus Christ. 
according to the to 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 to, to according to the standard of this world Paul w- will never be an acceptable choice to be used by God praise God because of what he used to do but Jesus does not look at what you do, but Jesus looks at the heart he knows who he can use whether you are a serial killer if Jesus wanted to use you or wants to use you he will use you regardless of what you are doing right now regardless of what you used to do you look at yourself and you say but i'm not worthy to be a born again christian you are worthy to be a born again christian when the grace of god find you and it will find you sometimes it will find you in jail sometimes you will have to go through suffering sometimes you will have to go through want maybe you will be unemployed just like i was unemployed for a very long time and then you will realize that there is only one person who can take you out of your situation you have tried everything else but not god but the day you meet him the day you encounter him your life immediately changes and now you know that truly i have met the god the the, the ancient the the alpha and the omega you have met the ancient of days that you have met a god praise god who is able to do everything Now this is what happened to 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 Paul apostle Paul he was not deserving but to God he was deserving but according to me and you he was not deserving i was not deserving a son of a sangoma a, a person who used to rob others a person who used to scam others a person who used to smoke weed and drink a person who used to be commit sexual immorality like no nobody's business me out of all people but God saw something that nobody else could see he saw a man that he can use he saw a vessel that he could use i'm sure wherever you are you have your own testimony of what god has done for you share it with others be an encouragement to others be a blessing to others others will come to trust because of your testimony because your testimony is powerful now don't look at it and say it is small but no my testimony is not important it is important the fact that it is it is important it is important you have encountered jesus christ and he has done something for you share it with others tell other people one or two people will listen to your testimony and say wow if god can do this i am going to to seek him for myself i want god to do even more for me many people will go back to god because of your testimony so share your testimony you see that paul was not shy to testify paul was not shy to tell to share his testimony you have seen the samaritan woman was not shy to go back to the village and share her testimony praise mighty jesus you have seen it he was not shy at all we have seen the man who was delivered from 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 demonic possession that he was not shy he went to nine of 10 of the towns to share his testimony his joy what god has done for him what jesus has done for what is stopping you from sharing your own testimony you have your own testimony share it with the world let us hold it there for today Let's play a song and then come back 
Let's share play a song and then come back and pray and close. Thank you, Jesus. Siabulela tiko ngeli suku usipelona. Siabulela tiko nangeli tuba usinikeze lona. Siku pagamisela pezulu tiko ngegubagu kwa bantu abalivayo Father, we glorify you, we honor you, Jehovah. Kuba tiko utemba gele. Siabulela ngeli tuba usipelona. Ukuze tiko sabelane nabantu ngeli zulako. 
We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity you have given us, O Lord, to share your word with your people, O God. Father, we pray that your word will be a seed in our hearts and it will grow, O Lord. We pray, O God, that your word will be the fire that will lead in our feet, O God. We pray in the name that is above any other name, O God. We pray, Jesus, that you will bless us, O God, that you will continue to protect us and our families, O God, that you will continue to cover us, O God, under your wings in the name of Jesus, O God. We pray, Father, that you will grant us, O God, the desires of our hearts, O God. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let me love you and leave you, brothers and sisters. I am Latter-day Preacher, all the way from South Africa. Hope that you are doing well wherever you are. Until we meet again, I think that will be tomorrow. Right? That will be tomorrow. Have yourself a lovely, lovely time. Indeed. God bless you. Bye-bye. Oh, my.